Happy holidays! You are listening to the Organize with Faith podcast. I am your host, Faith Robertson, and I am here today to talk about probably a pa- it's a passion. I don't want to say I don't do it professionally, uh, but it is one of the things that I do that I don't do professionally, actually, and that I never have, that I genuinely, with my soul, enjoy. And that is throwing a really divine dinner party. I love, love, love throwing a good dinner party. And as the holidays are approaching and uh, Thanksgiving is nearly, it's just, you know, making its way around the bend, which is my favorite holiday, mind you. Uh, And as you kick off the holiday season, I think everyone needs to know how to throw a dinner party, even if you aren't going to throw one, because that means when you show up to one, you can really appreciate what goes into a dinner party. And you're probably wondering, well, what the heck does this have to do with organization? It has everything to do with organization, I will tell you, because you cannot throw a successful dinner party without being organized. (laughs) Do you hear the passion in my voice right now? Because (laughs) I'm so excited. Give me a minute. All right. Because dinner parties are a lost art. It really is. I feel like people, especially in New York City, so many people go out to eat so much that They don't even know how to host people because it's just rare that there's an event to do it, right? You always think about the holidays, but the truth is, is you can play this podcast any month of the year and there's no reason why you can't just throw a dinner party on a Tuesday or a Thursday or a Wednesday or Friday. It's so wonderful. Now, these are the reasons why I'm going to get to the how you do it, but I do want to make sure that I share with you why it's important to open up your home to people. And now I'll get kind of really into the organization part and why it's important to host. Now you may think, well, I'm not comfortable with people in my space. Then that I feel is either A, you may be inviting the wrong people. You may be thinking about having the wrong people in your home. Anybody that knows me that gets a ticket to my affairs, right? Any of my dinner party affairs knows I'm very, very selective. I'm not telling you to open your doors to every Tom, Dick, and Harry, but I am telling you to open your doors to the people that you love. And if you feel anxious with opening your doors to the people that you love, then that says something about the state of your space. And that would, I would encourage you to look around and say, well, what would have to change in order for me to open up my home to the people that I love? Got it? And if you may say, well, I need to clear off my table counter, or there's all this stuff behind the couch, or gosh, I really need to clean my bathroom, and there's, I don't know, stuff in my bathtub. Believe me, I've seen it all. Though This is the time for you to then say, okay, let me get to it. I'm going to start organizing and decluttering really is the key 
to create space to open up my home to people that I love. And also it will help you generate energy. So what I love, and that, and that's one of the reasons why I think hosting at your home is so important. Because one, it keeps you on your toes, right? It keeps you making sure that your home is um, welcoming to others. Also, I believe that we have this thing, people generally do better for others than they do for themselves. So if you know someone is coming, uh, you may bring out the fine china. You may, you know, polish your silverware and have that out. You may end up hanging the seven pictures that you haven't hung yet. If you know that people are coming over, you may buy new sheets. You may do whatever. So it's really a great kind of fire that'll light you up to get your house in order, really. So I always say, and, and, and I'll tell you, during the holiday season, I always get a call, and I don't want you to be this person, okay? People will start emailing me help. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> I just sounded like I needed help. <laughs> People will start emailing me help the week before Thanksgiving. And they will say to me, I'm having people over and my house is a mess. Don't be that person. Okay? Do not be that person. So if your house is a mess now, this podcast is a goal. It's not what you're doing right away. Instead, you're going to say, this is, this is what I want to do next year. Or this is what I want to do for Passover. Or, this is what I want to do for Easter. And I'm going to start working my way towards that. Or this is what I want to do a Valentine's Day thing. So it may not be Thanksgiving this time. It may not be... Um, Christmas or Hanukkah this time at your house, but there are plenty of other holidays down the road that you can start preparing for. So don't rush yourself. Be realistic with your time because then I, I think every person that's, that I've done work for and I've come to their house and I'm like, whoa, you, it's too, you can't have people over. They ended up canceling the party. So don't put yourself under that type of pressure. Don't put yourself under the pressure where you send out invitations and you know that you can barely make it through the foyer. So, so we don't want to be that person. But what we do want to do is start to imagine ourselves hosting and inviting people over to our space. And as you all know, I moved into a studio. And once I did that, I believe that I thought, I can't say I believed, but I thought that I I was going to be this woman who didn't host any parties because I wanted to try to be that person. <laughs> and I got a studio and I've packed like five people in this studio or we'll eat on the terrace or whatever. So, But it still keeps me very excited about my space whenever I invite people over because what it does is it it as I see them experience my space and see this kind of creative outlet, really, it's a way for me to express myself in my home, then I can, in my own mind, think of, oh, how can I improve that? Or how can I make this different? Or something about this isn't working. Or maybe I need more of this or that or the other. Or, oh, I never thought about that. Maybe I do need outer dishware or whatever. So you want to host because it will not only make you happy, hopefully, ideally, right? It will allow you an opportunity 
to serve others and share it's very intimate when people come to your home. So it's like share a portion of yourself with someone. So how do we do it, right? A lot of people order out. A lot of people go out to eat. And you really got to, number one, you got to be in the mood, okay? You got to be in the mood to throw a dinner party or a lunch in or a brunch or whatever the case is. You can't do it half-heartedly. And I know this because I've thrown so many. I should make a clip. I should make clips on Instagram of how many times on video I've said, I'm not throwing a dinner party. I don't want to do it. And then I do it. You really got to be in the mood, number one. If you're not in the mood, don't do it. Because what's going to happen is you're going to, all the, the amount of energy it takes to do it, by the time people come knocking at your door ready to eat, you're going to want to just hand them doggy bags. So just if you're not in the mood, you're not ready, if you're, you're tired or whatever the case is, don't, don't host. Bring a side dish and a bottle of wine and go to someone else's house. Okay, number three. What you need to do is decide who the guests are. That is the most important part. Because I will tell you, whether it's three people, two people, four people, eight, ten, whatever, the, the guest list is incredibly important because if you find that you don't like one of the people, then your cooking's not going to be as good because <laughs> you're going to be mad that you're cooking for somebody in your home that you don't want in your home. So make sure that you love the people that you're inviting every single human being. And if someone asks to invite someone, if you don't know them and you don't feel comfortable with them, with them in your space, just say, oh, I'm so sorry, we're at capacity. Or if you trust the person that you, and love the person that you've invited, then you'll trust that they know you well enough to not bring some hooligan to your house. So that's <laughs> whatever number I'm on. Okay, the next thing is, so the guest, right, the guest list. Based on the guest list, I curate my menu. So if it's Thanksgiving, I will tell you that what I've learned in, in, in my years of doing this is skip appetizers, as in when you're the host. I know this sounds crazy, but just bear with me. Skip appetizers, skip dessert, and skip alcohol. Meaning, in, encourage your guests or ask your guests to bring the alcohol and the dessert. Because what will happen is um, it just becomes too much. It becomes too cumbersome. And people oftentimes when they come, they want to bring something. So it's fun to see what people bring. And I love asking people to bring wine or, and or desserts or both. The appetizer moment, when I first started, I used to spend so much time on appetizers so much time. Unless I am doing strictly like an hors d'oeuvre wine party, you will not get an hors d'oeuvre at my house. What you will get is some bread on the table with some butter and some olive oil and balsamic. That's what you will get. And because people, one, will show up late. Hopefully your guests aren't like mine, but most of the time people would show up late. Also, the amount of time it took and usually it was just, it just was extra things I had to do that I didn't want to do. But I opted out of appetizers, and what I chose to do were courses. 
And those courses were first course like a soup. And that gave also, it, it kind of paced the party. So I like to have a party that, I mean, there's multi, there are different type of parties, but during Thanksgiving, it worked for me to have courses because it allowed people, if I had friends that were in the theater, if I had friends that were house hopping, it gave them time to get to the house for the main meal. And I really loved that. And also, it helped pace the dishes, right? You know how dishes get. So if there were like 20 dishes, if I had a guest list of 18 people or more, we could take, we could do the soup, and then I could take all the bowls and put them in the kitchen. Then we'd have a little salad plate, you know. And so it just helped us pace uh, the evening better. And, and become more efficient. So I would encourage you skip appetizers and do soup and then work on a salad and and do it where it's everyone kind of sits down. What, well, what I used to do is everyone would sit down. We would then take the bowls, plate in the kitchen, and then bring them out on trays. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not even kidding. I was like 21. <laughs> doing this this is so funny now that I listen to myself but it it really was quite beautiful and especially with soup because you know that's a little messy once the soup was out then the salads we would just bring two big bowls and put them on the thing and then people would serve each other and I thought that was also really nice and so people could take their time they could laugh they could talk they could enjoy themselves uh, and and then moving to the main course now that's a way to do a dinner party. You could also do a potluck style where you just take all the food and put it on the table, and that works. Um, I, I like something a little bit more elegant. But here's also another thing that I want you guys to consider as you're throwing a party. Where people sit, I like to mix people up, so I don't like them necessarily sitting with people that they know. I like people to get to know one another, so I often have name cards, and I dictate where people sit and sometimes I'll break couples up or I'll put couples near other couples that I think they may get along and that I think being aware of who is where is also important and that's for like a larger holiday thing but also if you're doing a party where it's um, like a Christmas tree decorating party or it's a potluck then those are a lot more casual and what or even a tea party you can even do what I love to do is to have just a table that has all of the food and all of the drinks and the teas or whatever just on that table and people and plates and silverware and mason jars and people can help themselves so it really just depends on what type of party you're throwing uh, the next thing is this is how I would do it okay there are about three things you need to consider when you're doing a party. One being consider, uh, I would say, the theme, right? So it's what, what are your colors? Because um, I love like napkins, and tablecloths, and matching candles, and you know all that fun stuff. Flowers, if you're going to do a floral arrangement. So what are your colors? And... and especially during the holidays if it's autumn and it's really pretty like burnt sienna or forest green or uh, crimson and copper colors or whatever those are, steel grays, 
what are that'll help you design and get creative about how you're making your uh, centerpieces, how what kind of napkin rings you're choosing, and all of that, and then also repurpose. So for me, I always tell people like, go to thrift stores, uh, go to eBay, look at different places for things, and. And that's a great way so that you don't have to spend so much money. It doesn't have to cost a lot. That's important for you to know. A party should not cost you a million bajillion dollars, okay? And when you're thinking, so that's number one, the thing. The second thing is the menu. Now, this is my trick so that I don't spend a lot of money. I will carry a spice or an herb or a green through basically every course, So if you can find a way to have like a vegetable or most likely it'll be a vegetable or an herb or a spice that you're kind of used throughout the evening. So I guess a great example of that would be like if I was doing potato and leek soup as my first soup and then I turned around and did a side of scalloped potatoes, right? So then it's like, oh, I can use that whole bag. I'm not buying a bag of, you know, a bag of potatoes and using three. So you want to figure out something like that. Or even if you're doing like a, ah, what else can I think of? Like a, a broccoli soup, right? Like maybe like a broccoli cheddar soup or something like that. And then you can also have a side salad that has like roasted broccoli with uh, roasted carrots or something like that so that you can really capitalize on the bundles that you get when you're grocery shopping. I did, one year I did like these cheddar and kale biscuits. Were they cheddar? No, 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 it was goat cheese. Oh my God, it was so good. Goat cheese and kale biscuits. And then I also ended up doing like a sauteed kale and roasted garlic spread, right, Uh, with with some yummy little dressing and then you have all the other food that you have it'll help definitely kind of I well I think definitely keep the cost low so if you're making your menu as you make your menu really think it through think okay first course what's the soup going to be and what are the vegetables in that soup and can I carry them over as sides or or can I also use part of the liquid from my turkey and put it in the soup or, or, you know, or whatever, even if you're, if you have extra and you've already used it for your gravy. So that I think makes one of the most successful menus. Another thing that I would also tell you to think about is clean up, clean up, clean up, clean up, clean up. Now I, everyone knows that you are not coming to my house and eating all this yummy food and not rolling up a sleeve after dinner. So usually what happens, and you may say, Faith, this no, no way, no, never. Okay, well, if you can afford to get someone to clean, God bless you, that, that one day. But if you, in the meantime, if you can't, this is, I think, really important to do. I would do, like I said, I would do courses and we would kind of keep up with the dishes as we brought out new things. So I think I wouldn't sit down usually until thankfuls. So when everyone goes around the table, 
and they start to say what they're grateful for is usually when I'm like, oh, okay, good, I can sit down. But what, what usually would happen is because if I'm doing a larger party, if it's a small party, it doesn't matter. You can do them yourself. But if you're talking about 15 people, 18 people, you really want to have a system going on. So as you clear the plates, you go ahead and rinse them and someone can put them in the dishwasher. Even just rinsing them sometimes is enough because then you can at least stack them and clean them the next day. But just constantly keeping that sink clear, constantly moving out, everything is important. And, um, and not going to sleep at night with food stuck to plates because that's really just going to make you miserable. So cleanup is important, making sure that you at least rinse your dishes as you're, that's why courses are great, right? Because then you can pace yourself um, is important. And then above all, have a great time. Just have fun. Enjoy yourself and have good food and uh, hopefully organizable faith will get to a place where we'll be able to share some recipes with you. But there are so many incredible recipes out there. And um, what I love, just so you know, during the holiday season is William and Sonoma often does if you go in, they'll have like a little recipe book. And usually I follow that. It's really great. Their turkey brine is amazing. I, I just... Oh, I just love the holidays. And I hope that this helps you guys and encourages you to go all the way with your hosting. Do not be lazy when it comes to hosting a great dinner party. Like, you don't have to be Queen Elizabeth to whip out some napkins, a tablecloth, and some candles. Like, just live your life. Anything that you've seen on TV that you've been like, oh my God, how beautiful, do it for yourself. Just check out eBay, check out thrift stores, check out even Home Goods or Marshalls. Like all of those places have really inexpensive things. And and allow yourself the opportunity to create an atmosphere in your home and an ambiance in your home that really does cater to a lifestyle that's luxurious because you deserve it. And even if it's just in that moment, even if it's just in a tiny section of your house, even if it's just for that night, like live your whole life with the party. Have music, have dancing, have fun. And, or else don't do it. because it's a lot of work feel free if you're if you're hosting a party if you have any questions ask me I'm here to help have a wonderful holiday season and um, we're grateful for you we are really grateful for you if you don't follow us on Instagram please do at organize with faith uh, we're also doing some fun stuff um, on YouTube, we have a couple of videos and we're going to keep those going and you can look at our channel and that's also uh, at Organize with Faith and you can email me at faith at faithroberson.com. Okay, bye.